0: Cornelius! Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I'm your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. It is the 25th of the first 2024, 11.59 a.m., am we're still technically in the morning this podcast has started in the morning at the latest possible time I grant you but yet nonetheless we have started in the morning and um, I am in as I said the John Hume war room and I am sitting on my chair my wife and uh, youngest are gone into town to do a bit of shopping my other lad has gone to to school I dropped them this morning and we were supposed to go to Court McSherry today Uh, I'm opening a A little comedy club down there uh, this year. And um, I was supposed to go down and meet the guy that I was supposed to meet. And uh, as I sent him a WhatsApp this morning to say, Is everything okay with today? I should be down around half 11 ish. And then he was like, Whoa, can you be down at 11? And I was like, Whoa, I don't think so. And he was like, Whoa. It'll be cutting it tight because I have another meeting at 12. And then I was like, will we reschedule? I'm free again next Tuesday. And he said, yeah, and that was my business, yo. Done, son. Um, But it left me with nothing to do, you know. Um, Obviously, I have to do this podcast. I was going to do it this evening. But then I said to myself, I'm up bright and early. It's 11.59 a.m. By the way, it's now 12, midday. I'm working so hard. I'm podcasting in the morning. I'm podcasting in the early afternoon as you can hear from this particular podcast, uh, So I just like, get it done. Get it done. Get it out of the way, so to speak. Are you, Cornelius, are you sick of doing podcasts? How dare you say that to me? How dare you question my authority? I am not. I'm, I, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I fucking love talking into the old podcast every day. I I'd nearly do one every day. Um, I just don't edit the podcast. Noelle has to edit them, so it's a bit of work for her, like, you know, because I'm a technophobe. And then some people say, oh, you're you a technophobe, you're just lazy, boy, you just don't want to do the work, you just don't want to, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm a technophobe, because I, I would sit down and watch, like, I'd be like, yeah, no bother, I'll sit down, yeah, perfect, yeah, you just move the mouse there then, yeah, drop down, drop down menu, yeah, R- just write that down there now, drop down menu, yeah, and what, and then, okay, yeah, 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 no, I have that, yeah, I have that, actually, could you just do all of that again, please, would you say all of that again, please? All of it, again. And could you actually say it in a way that it stays into my ears and computes in my brain so I can recall it when necessary? You can't. Oh, you were doing that, is it? Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. So no, no, I'm a technophobe, lads. I swear to God. Um, Noelle does my technology. Um, and I does different things then for her. Do you know what I mean? That's what, that's what a marriage is about. Do you know what I mean? You help each other out. When you can't do something you you lean on the other person and then they will lean back on you when they need something do you know um but yeah so i'm kind of footloose and fancy free there now i'm footloose and fancy free and i've uh, i've even rolled up a bit of a doob and i've had a little bit of a smoke little bit of a smoke so i'm having a smoke and some green juice that's how i'm starting my my ar- my early afternoon and um yeah i'm uh, I'm looking at the tickets. Tickets have gone down again, down to 88 from 99, yesterday's episode. So 11 went yesterday. I'm like, fucking hell, 88, this is amazing. But the days are the days are numbered. It's it's probably not going to happen. The sellout is probably not going to happen, but who knows? Who knows? As Journey said, don't stop believing. I had that on in the Alexa Bl- uh, and Alexa blaring that out inside in the kitchen this morning and um yeah i'm still believing i'm still selling i'm selling like a motherfucker i'm like i'm door-to-door selling using my instagram using my facebook using my twitter i'm just pushing 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 i'm on 96 fm tomorrow morning um tune in i'm on with ross in the morning about just after the eight o'clock news so if you are a listener to this podcast and you also like to listen to radio shows tune into 96fm where i will be live live radio is always fun because anything can happen and uh uh, hopefully i'll get to plug the show and uh a few more tickets might go from that and then you know as the everyman said to me they're they're very uh confident they were like you know there's a lot of walk-ups on the night like we get a lot of walk-ups um and so you know who knows who knows? You don't know. It's just the old nervousness, I think, is manifesting through. Like, I'm so happy with the amount of tickets that I've sold. And I'm actually going to stop talking about tickets now because I'm always fucking talking about tickets. But I'm like really happy, but I'm just like obsessing now on these last few. And I'm like, I need to relax. Like, I need to relax. That's what I need to do. So that's what I'm doing today. So I'm having a J and a green J, a green juice and a J. And uh, I'm going to play some video games when this is finished. I did a whip last night. I did my I did my very 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 last whip. My very last whip. Work in progress in the Coco Club. Uh, they're unannounced Wednesday shows. They're really good for for people who um, who you know are trying to work out their show. You know. Um, and you're, you're probably saying, what the fuck is he working? He's working his work? he show out two, three days before he's doing the show. No, I'm not. I was just basically rehearsing it. Uh, and I wanted to rehearse it again and just make sure I'm match, I match fit for Saturday night. Um, but it was gas because there was 11 people in at the show. Sorry, 12 people eventually in at the show. And um, at, the st- at the start, I just had to address it because they were all, bar two, were all female. And they were all under the age of 23. And like twenty-year-olds, twenty-two-year-olds, and twenty-three-year-olds, uh, mostly female. And I was like, guys, I don't know if you're going to get this show. I don't know, because this is about a forty-six-year-old man having a midlife crisis. This is, com- this is completely unrelatable to you. So I'm, but I'm still going to do it because that's my job. And uh, I did a bit of crowd work at the start, and I talked to them all individually. I felt, look, if I could make a connection with them, first of all, at least they'll be engaged somewhat in what I had to uh, have to say. But uh, much to my surprise, they, they all enjoyed it. I have one joke about a, a town in Kerry called Lixnaw, and it ha- just so happened, and I think this really did work in my favour now, to be fair. It just so happened that three of the girls were from Lixnaw. Right, so you couldn't fucking write it as they say, you couldn't write it like, there I was I was telling my joke about Lich Nia, and who was in the audience, Only oh, three Colleens from Lich Nia. So so um, yeah, that definitely helped, they got, because they got massively on board after that joke and um, I don't know if I've talked about this in the past but I really it's the hardest part of stand up comedy, the easiest thing in the world like I know on Saturday it's going to be very easy because like people are there to see me there's going to be love in the room they're my audience they've come specifically like you know i have friends and family in the audience as well you know so it's going to be easy for me it's going to be fun for me it's going to be great but like what what's really can what can be really difficult is when you're pulled away like it's like playing soccer you know when you're playing at home you usually win at best you'll draw oftentimes you'll die in your hole and you'll lose but in comedy, it's the same. Like in Cork, in the Cocoa Club, it's easy for me. But when you travel away, like, for example, I've been on tour now all over Ireland uh, with Chris. And um, I've been in venues where I've had to really, really work to, to get the audience on side because they're not there to see me. They don't know who I am. I'm just the opening act. I'm just the... Uh, they like the, the tinsel um, to to titillate them uh, before the main guy comes out and takes it home, and that's the that's that's fucking amazing. I'm so happy to be in that position, and and, and um, it's it's incredible because you there's no forgiving. Then you know you 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 either you either nail it or you're nailed to the fucking cross there's no in-between like you know oh they were okay no and you come back sometimes and you you like you know it's like a fucking poor tradesman blames his tools sometimes like a poor comedian will be like oh the audience they they didn't get me you know they didn't uh, they didn't like uh, they didn't like the necrophilia stuff you know and i don't know i mean fucking hell my friends think it's great you know they just didn't get me you know and um i just think that's mad you have like if you're a comic and, like, I suppose for years, I was kind of, like, alt, very alt. Um, but I had to find... But, but I often died because I was too steadfast on the on the stylistic approach. Uh, when, you know, what you have to do is you have to fucking make it palatable. You have to make your style palatable. And um, last night in the Gogo Club, I had to make my style palatable to a bunch of, you know... 20-year-old girls, 22-year-old girls, couple of lads. One guy then came in off the street. I fliered. I was flyering before the show. Um, and as I said, we have documentary crew kind of follow me around at the moment. And um, that's what we do. That's what we do for the whips. We flyer before we come in. And he was like, look, I just want to, I want to actually, ca- you know, capture exactly what's going on. And that's why they were down yesterday now and they got videos of Harvey and Hunter and a little interview with Noel. And they saw the, the background to how we run the, the Cocoa Club. Dan Lucas was here, the manager in the, in, in the Cocoa Club as well. And he's also my support act. You'll see him on Saturday. The only funny German. Just a great guy. Just a great guy. And um, we, uh, we got loads of little footage. But uh, um, Dave wanted to capture the flying on the street. And it was grim. It was grim. I'm, sorry, I'm just having a bit of green juice there. Ooh, Christ. It was fucking ginger inside in that now man, and I tell you, ooh, kind of a little bit of a kick, kind of a little bit of like a cocaine kick from it. You know what I mean? But um, I flyered in this guy anyway, right? And um, like you wouldn't be able to, like you would not be able to write this now, right? I swear to God. So. I'm out there I'm flyering there's nobody coming in at all uh, it's wet it's dark it's great now for the documentary it's going to look really gritty like you know and I know that's what he was looking for and I was like I was on board I was like yeah that will look good that will look good. But uh, next thing anyway, I'm, I'm flying, and there's loads of people walking. Some people are taking flyers, some people aren't taking flyers. I say loads of people now, like I mean, it's still quiet, but we're talking Cork City Centre, so it's not desolate. Like it's not mallow at half eleven, you know. It's fucking Cork City at you know nine o'clock, so there are still people on the streets. But it is compared to the summer, compared to a summer's eve, when it is absolutely bustling. It's like. It is almost too busy, you know, you're avoiding people on every footstep. Um, no, this was this was a different, this was quiet. So anyway, we're flying away. I hand out a couple of flyers. No one is expressing any interest. And then there's this guy who's walking down and he's, you know, fairly walking, fairly busy. And he's kind of, um, you know, in his own head. And I say, how are things uh, stand up comedy? And he looks up and he goes, you're Cornelius. And I was like, I am. And Dave was standing right beside me now with the camera. I fucking love you. You know, and the Viper. The two of you are my favourite comedians in Ireland. Oh my fucking God, boy. Jesus Christ. Are you doing comedy in here tonight? Uh, honestly, this happened, right? Like, this never happens, by the way. This never, ever happens. And, um, and Dave is capped. It's it, like, it might even come across. It might even come across as, like, I don't know, I'd have to see the footage, like, but it, like, it, this happened. So anyway, he's eating a fucking a half a roll that he bought from Sentra, and he's listening to earphones or something like that, and he takes off the earphones, you in there, and he goes, I says, I am, yeah, I said, uh, uh, quarter past, or I'll be on around quarter past nine, because uh, Dan was uh, doing ten minutes before me, and he was like, um, Jesus, I'll come back, I'll come back, and I said, no bother at all, no bother, and he, off he went, and I honestly didn't expect him to come back but he did come back he came back and he was he brought the average age of the audience up and it turns out he was 31 years old he's a soldier so i took the piss out of him about our and he took it so well he took it so well you know about our, the irish army being you know ooh <laughs> Do you know like we're like, we're just looked at like as a, like a like a speck of dust in in the world of uh, of armies like um, I think we have two ships. <laughs> we have two ships, like our navy, That's our navy. Two ships. I think. And then I was making a joke about the play about the gun that there's only one gun, and that they have to pass <laughs> they have to pass it up and down from Dublin. So if there's anything happening, and someone have to bring the gun down, and uh, he was in good spirits anyway. We we did a good bit of crack, but um, yeah. It, it, I was talking I'm, I'm going to finish up here now because I'm just fucking yapping on and uh, I have nothing really to say but I just this was this, this and this is only I'm only recalling this from last night I do a part in my show about following your you know following your dreams right and um. and I, I talk about Covid about coming to um. coming to a bridge you know uh, where I was like what am I doing like what am I fucking doing like what do I want to do? And what's required if I want to do it? And do I want to do it bad enough? And um, ultimately, I did want to do it bad enough. And I followed my my dream, we'll say, of being a stand-up comedian, okay? And then he interjected, and he was like, I'm following my dream as well, bye. And he was telling, he d- d- like, it was really interesting because it was like the show was... I had to do about 10 minutes up top of crowd work to, to, to try and integrate the audience. And uh, he missed all of that and came in. But it was really weird because he almost immediately got what was going on, but he's probably closer in age. He's still only, well, still he's only 31. I asked him his age, 31. But he's a soldier and his father and uncle had been a soldier and his grandfather before him had been a soldier. And he, he was, uh, and you have to be 35 to get into the, the army in Ireland and he's 31. And he had the same thing during COVID. He was like, "What am I doing with my life? I've always wanted to be a soldier," and he wasn't. He wasn't going for it. Like he had just a regular job, and um, he only got accepted into the army there last week. And it was a real moment in the in, in between everybody, all of us, and it was like, "Wow, yeah, follow your dreams!" Like kind of that vibe. Like now, the young white. 20 year old girls are all about that anyway They all love the live laugh love vibes you know So they'd be all about positive vibes anyway But for a crinkly 46 year old man Like it was like it was heartwarming Like it was heartwarming uh, To hear to hear that And um, yeah So I did that anyway and I did that show And I was really Pleased with it and I can't wait now for Saturday I can't wait and what I'm Going to do now is I'm going to try and Obsess less about numbers sure I'm fucking delighted downstairs is all I ever wanted to do was sell downstairs you know you know that's all I wanted to do but I'm just getting closer to zero now and it's kind of it's adding a, a layer of intensity that I don't like so I'm going to try I am actually not going to try I am going to eradicate it from when, when I stop this podcast uh, I'm going to stop obsessing I'm going to check once twice no more than seven times a day on the hour, every hour minimum. That's all I'm going to do. All right, um, but if I check it two or three times an hour, you know, on you know on peak hours, I'll I'll take those hours off. The later, t- you know, I won't look at it at two or three and four in the morning. That time, you know, so <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, yeah, I've nothing else to say, guys. Thanks for for tuning in these weekly podcasts. The numbers are great, isn't it, and. Uh, I'm loving the messages that are coming through, uh, I really am, and um, lots of people coming to the show, that's what's really cool. Lots of the podcasters are coming to the show, and that is very good, yeah. So, uh, I don't know really what else to say to you, only that um, I love you and uh staying by the wall. Good night, God bless.